Hey, welcome to Defy the Norm podcast. So today we're talking about the heart chakra. Victor and I have been doing a seven-day series on going through what each chakra kind of regulates in your overall health and happiness and with some easy tips that you could do to help balance it out because the chakras really do define how healthy we are. And so, you know, sometimes we don't realize we have these little blockages inside our energy centers. And if we can unblock them and heal them, it just opens up so many doors to great things. So let's get started. To inspire you to boldly and unapologetically live outside the box, dream big, and question everything. This is the Defy the Norm podcast with nomads with a purpose. All right, welcome. Okay, heart chakra. This one is the chakra that Victor is like the master of because he's a type two. And so, you know, everyone thinks that heart chakra is all about giving, being empathetic and compassionate. And while that is somewhat true, it can be too overdone and you can forget the most important person in your life, you. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, that is sort of the mis sort of the misconception is that um, if you just give, that that's going to leave you feeling um, having an open heart chakra. And really, we have a huge population that has that hasn't been taught and what, you know, damage that they've had from either programmings or traumas is leave them with the inability for self-love. Yeah, I think boundaries is really where it comes in is because you're told this is what you're supposed to do. So you just follow directions, right? You're in school, you follow directions. You get a job, you follow directions. And then you don't always develop this sense of boundaries. You get on autopilot and like, okay, this is just what I'm supposed to do. And you, you know, I I remember even when our kids were young, it's not that we didn't want to see extended family. It's just like we worked so much. We felt exhausted from work. And then it was like, oh, we have to go to this party or we have to go to this get together. And you just, it was really hard to learn to say no. And I think that's the biggest one with heart chakra starts with first establishing boundaries. What do you think? Like that was... That was a hard one for you. And then that. Yeah. And that permeates through uh, from my own personal experience as well with working. But that sort of boundary as to energetically what I'm giving. Yeah. You have to kind of have this um, fuel gauge. I always think of in terms of, um, you know, how much if you're running on empty all the time, you can't just keep keep depleting until you run out of gas and it really is tied to the manipura that we talked about yesterday it's so much linked to doing 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 that you just have nothing left in that heart space to um, give to yourself and so let's talk a little bit about uh, I think self-care becomes the first easiest step because the we'll go in a second to the deepest level is absolutely learning to forgive yourself and abandon guilt. But that's like a big step for people to take when they're just like, oh my gosh, I'm just so tired right now. I I can't even fathom sitting there and like healing myself. So let's start with self-care. 
Like, Victor, you talk about this with clients all the time. You're just trying to get them to take small steps towards self-care. You yourself, right, feel like it takes a lot of effort to practice self-care. What are some of the things, like, what are the baby steps of self-care? What do you think is, like, the self-care that's not being looked at or addressed? Well, it's really easy for people to tick a box. And so... uh, I I struggle with this as well because it's also a, can be a compensatory tool. So, for example, if you're into self-care, I, I'm the workout guy, right? So, uh, is a workout self-care? Yeah. Could it put you deeper into a hole? Yeah, I could tell you unequivocally that I do workouts with such intensity sometimes that it puts me in a deeper hole than I can. But that's a manipura, like, I do I'm going to do the toughest workout. I'm going to do the greatest challenge. And to what end? Now, if there's always, if there's some kind of goal in mind, then that's fine. But a lot of times people are going, okay, tick the box. I worked out. I did cardio. I did my self-care. And uh, and that doesn't, that doesn't always fulfill them. That's not always. I mean, we're talking self-love. So how is that going to do it? They have to have energetically the time and the space to be able to work on this other element. And it, it, and that's part of what self-care does for this particular chakra. Is like It's just supposed to give you the energy to go reflective energy. So on the app we have, and I think we even have this blog still up on the website on Nomads and I think on Making Mindfulness Fun because it's so important. And on our YouTube videos, Making Mindfulness Fun, we have this everywhere because I think, personally, I think this is the starting point for everyone is... You need, self-care needs to be silence, honestly. It's it's crazy to say, but it does, self-care starts with silence, but everyone's form of silence is different, and that form of silence is based on your Enneagram. So we have a blog of self-care for each Enneagram. And if you're a type one, because you're so perfectionist driven, your self-care needs to really start with journaling. Because even as type ones, you tend to, um, you tend to not even, you're, you bury your resentment. You, you give so much, you're amazing. Everyone's amazing, but you give so much that you end up not even checking in with this level of resentment. And you're not going to necessarily voice it, so you need to at least journal it. Type twos have to sit in nature. And, you know, I'm going to tell you, or Victor's going to tell you, that that is a game changer for him. Correct? And he feels guilty doing it. But uh, it dude, makes... it is so huge. I know... A little story time. I know when we first started, again, if you didn't already know, I went through some really bad adrenal fatigue like 12 years ago. And that's about the time we started camping a little bit more because I think ultimately when I say we, I said Robin decided that we ultimately needed to like disconnect from our current situation. Like there is something wrong. She could sense it with what we were doing. We needed to be more connected. We needed to do stuff. We needed to get out. We needed to live outside of our work. And she was right. But I was so exhausted, emotional um, that I'm like, okay, well, I'll go along with whatever. Um, And I sat and literally would watch, sit in the wind and watch waves six hours a day, six hours a day. It's not lying. And and she would ask me like, what do you think about? I'm like, I don't think about anything. I just take in what I felt was this wonderful energy that literally was, was healing me. And so that I am a two, if you didn't already knew, didn't already know. And that's, that's one of the big things. And even we're in, we're in a nice campground right now. And 
I could sit and look at the trees and watch the wind and look at the chipmunks and squirrels, look for other forms of life, and it does wonders at filling my tank so that I have reflective energy. And so for right. me on the flip side as an eight, I need intense silence. So I need to be either doing like a hot yoga or MFR or even just rock climbing or walking, hiking in nature. Those are, it's, I have to be doing in my silence because right. it's really hard for me. So like, so I get like meditative time in a way when I'm doing an intense hike or when I'm sitting laying on the floor rolling on lacrosse balls or even on the rock wall because I'm not talking like that's all like reflective time but it's it's totally self-care so we can go through each sevens you avoid all negative emotions so you really need to sit in that quiet space and just notice it doesn't mean you have to act on it you just have to notice that it's there um you know, we ha- like I said, we have a whole list of them on the app everywhere. It's easy to find. But what you do with that and how it applies to the heart chakra is, is really important. And, and it's not complicated. It's just first noticing this sense of self. Okay, when I when I'm when Victor's sitting in nature, like sometimes at first I'm like, oh my gosh, you just sit here and stare off into space and and it there's no doing. And then to him, he's looking at me like, guy, like you're just walking so fast. How are you taking anything in? And mm. and so it's this ability first to know what you need. Then second, if you're in a relationship, understanding what the other person needs. Because, I mean, I come down to hacking it that I go, hey, Victor, you know, really, we're best for each other when you're sitting in this campground observing life moving around you while I'm out doing these things. And it makes him kind of angry, like, ah, that sounds so sad, but, or whatever, what do, what do you feel like? It? Well, it's ultimately, you know, you're talking about our, uh, your soulmate leaving you to do something else. And so that reflects on a, a programming link that I have. Uh, my unworthiness gets triggered and I'm unworthy of you hanging out with me. And instead um, I have to pull that 180 and be like, no, no, this is what she needs and this is what I need. It's just my, my ends up being kind of pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> I know he feels like it is, but if we're trying to get energetically balanced and pursue what makes us happy, it does start with there because you get this space. All of a sudden you're doing whatever that initial silence for self-care. And what happens in that space is you start to notice that there is a you more than the physical body, right? We have all these koshas that we have this physical body that we're so good at doing for self-care. Like I train hard, I run hard, I I lift hard, I I do all these things, this physical body. But the thing is, is in that silence, you realize, wait, wait, there's more to me than that physical body. There's this emotional layer, this intellectual layer. Well, when you start uh, uh, really taking in that, I think that's where we start opening our heart chakra the most and be like, wow, there's more to me than I realize. If there's more to me than I realize, then there's more to other people. This is where this connection comes in. And the more we feel connected to things other than how shredded our biceps look or how uh, successful we are if we get on a podium or all these external... um, affirmations then the heart chakra it becomes this bridge to what we want and how we achieve them what do you think 
Now this is where my <clears throat> this is where my pondering goes in. Sometimes Robbins hit, hits me with these lines. I'm like, that was that was pretty deep. I'm like, I'll be reflecting on that one for a while. So you, you kind of shifted to me, and I'm like, oh wait, I'm just taking in what you well, just. Well, what said. if we? Okay, what if you get to that space? I know for me, maybe it's just my journey. I know that's what happened for me. I sat in the ocean for a long time reflecting. I. Um, spent a lot of time, a lot of hours on a trail reflecting and I start to pick up on like, oh, you know, come on. Remember, I was this straight A, highly driven person for so many years that had to have a perfectly clean house, everything organized, all of these elements. And by sitting in silence, I started to go like, hmm, yeah, that's not that important. Hmm. Yeah, there's more to me than than those things over there. They're yeah. okay, but it's not... Not so important. I even struggle right now. Like we're talking about getting a new truck, a new fifth wheel, and I go like, "Why? I don't know if I need it." Like I'm kind of, I'm just happy. I want to just have a surplus of energy to just Do. be, to, yeah. to to like experience the the energy around me. And so, let's say you get to that space. I think the next byproduct is what I talked about is this guilt and forgiveness, because I I don't know. I, for me, it was easy to just go, oh you know what? There's more to me. And I'm just going to honor that. I don't care what other people think, but that's a type eight. I think a lot of people have trouble, uh, accepting that there's more to me and I'm going to choose to be selfish and, and nurture that part of me because then you have to overcome these programs that, that are like, Oh, how dare you? That external voice saying, how dare you spend time taking care of you? Don't you know, there's all this, stuff that we need to do all these obligations all these um and so maybe you can help with like how you're how you take um maybe share that story about when we did the holotropic and how it was really got into this space of like oh shoot i gotta forgive myself for not being what yeah so we went to uh the music and sky festival as a family and it was in many ways transformative it stepped me up a little bit more and again um, remember when you're in a relationship and sometimes you guys are exchanging thoughts, uh, between, uh, partners and, you know, sometimes Robin would tell me stuff and believe it or not, I'm not completely open to everything she says. It does actually create some conflict. Um, but I think I was, I was there and we listened to a seminar first where she was talking about trauma, right? And it hit me square between the eyes when she was saying, uh, that that trauma you sort of had to forgive yourself for it, right? You had to be able to forgive yourself for that and that you're holding yourself in your current situation because you haven't forgiven yourself. Is that correct? Do you remember that? I do. And then we finished that and I sat there, kind of broke out into a sweat as she was saying that as I'm like, gosh darn it, I haven't forgiven myself. And you could tell I was getting... I was sort of getting choked up by the whole thing, right? I could, I could feel that it was triggering it some was triggering. blocked energy, and yeah. that's what we're talking about—the chakras. That's what happens, like when when these triggers happen, this energy gets like it jiggles, it gets, it starts shaking. Like think of like a little bit of a, a before an earthquake, what you called like, or well, the aftershocks. But like it's starting to move things, and that's what people feel in anxiety with anxiety. If you're struggling with anxiety. It's because there's things that are happening in your life that are starting to shake some of these energies loose a little bit and the energy hasn't broke free. You haven't cleared it, but but it's moving. 
it, it, and you have, it, it's hard. I'm not trying to say it's not hard, but you have to take a look at like, what is my body trying to tell me? Victor talks about this on his YouTube. Anxiety is a good thing because it's reminding you that there's something that needs to be cleared or addressed. And so that's what you're feeling at that at, at that, that moment, I could feel that well up inside me. I mean, I could really honestly feel the emotion well inside me. And again, you kind of feel alone. But then I look around this sea. I'm like, oh, there's probably lots of people that are feeling that. Anyways, we we had a little transition time. I let that resonate. And then we did a deep holotropic breathing, which is renowned, which I use to this day with, with my clients to really tap into trapped energy. Uh, trap crystallizations, trap trauma. And it was the first time I'd ever done it. Um, it uses circular breath and you do it for extended periods of time. And here we go. The amount of energy that started to come out of me, um, contractures in the muscle, in certain muscles along my whole posterior part of my back. Um, it was pretty emotional and draining at the time, but I sort of felt a huge relief of energy, a huge offloading of energy, which was incredibly powerful and it was linked a little bit with that sort of forgiving yourself um message that i got in the previous seminar and uh, from then on i realized like there's a lot more really I, I realized then i'd been doing some body work and i've been really trying to go into mindfulness as much as what i felt was possible at the time but this then catapulted me another level like wow this there's this whole subconscious programming that feels shame and guilt and an unforgivableness unlovable you know there's a whole unlovable um trend that of course i'm like well i'm compassionate and empathetic overly empathetic but was it this whole time in hopes of being accepted and lovable as opposed to a genuine um giving love because i i myself love myself right yeah. and that's that's really what I've come to in that is that um, I've been giving as a coach, giving as a trainer uh, wholeheartedly. I throw myself into my work. Um, I try to be 100% uh, present with everyone I work with and all the children I ever taught wanted to be 100% available for sort of them in that present moment. But in the end, it's probably this little kid like, hey, what about me? Right. And I needed to make sure that that you have to, we all have to make sure that that person you're like, hey, you are loved, you are special, and then you got to put the effort in like, I I love myself, right? And remember, this is defy the norm for a reason because in order to live boldly, unapologetically, completely true to yourself, we have to start here at the heart chakra in like, I am valuable, I, I love myself, I have I have a gift to uh, share with the world, but we can't share that gift if we don't see the gift in ourselves first. And there becomes this, uh, you know, at least how I look at it is I always feel that part was not easy, but I've just practiced it for a long time, kind of own that sense of like, this is, this is what's great about me. Not everybody sees it, but that's okay. And, and then take it into like, okay, how can I um, make this energy go out into the world in this idea of unity consciousness. Like I'm trying to think of a way to, I visually see a spider web coming out from my heart 
energetically to any everyone I cross paths with. And we cross paths with a lot of people in the sense that we're always in campgrounds or passing people on the trail or at the crag. And you think of like, how can I make this person's day better? It's easy for me to be like, all right, I love my life. I live my life great. But, but to like, to be in such a space and to maintain this space where you're like, like, I'm just going to send out good vibes. I'm just mm-hmm. going to, and even on social media, it's a little harder sometimes because you just get, it's, it's such a drain, but I, I have to keep that boundary for myself. Like I feel good right now. I have the energy to, I uh, like I've taken care of myself. Now I have the energy to go on social media and send energy out and love out towards everybody else and be like, Hey, high five. I like, so I always think of on social media, I try to go on 15 minutes or whatever and be like, here, here's a fist bump, fist bump, fist bump. Keep at it. Go, go, go. You're doing great. And that takes, I think a lot of, to me, it's natural now, but I think more and more that that takes a lot of inner discipline. Do you think to, to be able to to sit in space and be like, I'm good. I took care of me. I'm happy with where I am in my life. Inner discipline. Yeah. I think uh, that barometer. Um, and I think one of the greatest things you have is that, that barometer of empty and full and how to fill it up. Um, I know I struggle with that, that, and probably will always struggle with that because in general, I, yeah, I'm sort of an empath and I feel other people's feelings, but often I fail to, to take note of mine. I think right. it's helped that you do your meditations first thing in the morning. Yeah. I think it, it for me, I have like a to-do list on paper, on lots yeah. of papers that I don't do. I have an internal to-do list, but I, I usually, I have a tendency to abandon them and just in the morning, like, hmm, what do I feel like I need? What do I need more right now? Or what do I feel inspired to do? And maybe it's you know nice to have that luxury to kind of adapt to those. But but cue in on that if you're listening, like be able to cue in on what do I need right now? What do yeah. I feel? What do, what's missing? What do I want more of? And, and you start to tap into that um, that vibration or that frequency, and you get better and better at it. And having having maybe a list of fallback. Look, it's, at the very least, start with eating right. At the very, very least, if you can, if you have brain fog, you're putting crappy food in your body. You're not going to be able to to even Reflect. like find this space. And if, yeah, and the the other thing is, the vast majority of people are live. We're all living in this sort of fight or flight. Those first three chakras, anyway. So if we think about just purely energy or an electrical circuit, if you're stuck at the bottom three, well, you're not going to flow energy all the way up to to your heart. Yeah, yeah, and. You don't, I, I can't say this, emphasize this enough. You do not need to work out to be healthy. <laughs> this is hard one, but Victor's going to back me on this one. I know working out is great, but there are tons of people in the world who do not lift weights that are healthy. Walking can be man's best friend. You need movement. And I'm not saying you shouldn't work out at all. You absolutely should work out when you filled your tank. But I really want to emphasize, like, start here. Instead of starting from, okay, first I'm going to do the workout. Then I'm going to do for go for a run. Then I'm going to cook a good meal. And then if I have time, I'm going to squeeze in five-minute meditation. Yeah. It's not going to work <clears throat> that way. Over the last two years, I've had to completely modify what I have people do. And a big part of that is because I have this gauge and like, you don't need a workout. 
right now. You need to stretch, MFR, a little breath work, decompress, breathe. Um, I would say 50% of the clients I work with now, I do sort of chakra healing and breath work for their sessions. And then I sprinkle in these little 10 to 15 minute workouts that I know they can handle. Because remember, um, egg, wor workouts are a form of stress on the body. And so your movement, movement versus workout are slightly two different things. If you're going to doing movement, you're going uh, to walk. And Robin alluded to a, a, a famous quote by Hippocrates that walking is man's and woman's best medicine. And the reason that that is because it gives us this reflective time as well. And so the body perceives that differently. And even uh, rock climbing or something that engages you and puts you in flow state, the body interprets that as a completely different stress than than a workout. And so when Robin says we don't need to work out, that's absolutely true. I even more so, uh, I'm even reinventing that, you know, I've got, I work out with a couple different pieces of exercise equipment and my body sort of is, has interpreted that a whole little different. There's a coordinated movement patterns that I do with it. And so because of that, it gives me that ability to redirect it anyway. Um, the, um, the, Gauge, one of the filters, if you don't have as much of a barometer to know if your tank is full or tank is empty, I would use sleep as your measurement. Um, try first decide where you're at right now. Are you working out every day? Are you eating good? And is your sleep good? Okay, then you're probably on the right track. Just make a little more time for, for meditative or mindfulness practices. Um, if you are working out eating fairly good and not sleeping good, that would be your first indicator. Cut out the workouts. You're just releasing too much cortisol. Yeah. Um, start with start with being able to do as much calming ex calming things. I love yesterday we were watching True um, the True Healing was seminar conference and uh, David Ike was telling the story about he's like, I don't even meditate. If you want to meditate, go ahead. Like the, it was cracked me up because here Dr. Kaufman was talking about how, um, you know, how important the mind body part of detoxing is important. The psycho spiritual part, you know, really understanding your thoughts and your purpose here in life. If you're going to do a detox, we think, oh, it's going to be like starving myself and having water, just drinking water and all taking these supplements. So you go to the bathroom three times a day, but really there's this whole psycho spiritual element that is so key. And that's what Victor and I are coming on more and more and trying to encourage people to do because it's true. But anyways, David Icke's like, yeah, I don't even meditate, he, he, but he, and so you don't have to meditate. I totally agree that you don't have to. I only started meditating like a year and a half, two years ago. And, but I was still practicing mindfulness way before this. It's just that the meditation heightened it. It added a, a discipline. It added a little more focused attention. But really, it was just an awareness of desire of what my heart was telling me. All that it was. It was like lining up with, oh, my heart is saying like the rat race kind of is dumb. It doesn't really align with what makes what me happy want, yeah. and so it was just trusting that to get to that heart chakra though to hear that inner voice you know it's we're going to be hard if you're not sleeping you know there's there's a huge part of unawareness that is happening you just don't know because you've never experienced it and then all it takes is experiencing it once and the light bulb goes off like 
oh my gosh, there's more to life than what I've been told. There's more to life than what I have been thinking or believing. And then that opens the door. That's hopefully where you're at here. You're, you're already like listening to these because you're like, oh my gosh, I know there's more. I just don't know how to access it fully. And so hopefully we gave you some insight into the value of the heart chakra. The heart chakra is like your doorway to so many opportunities because it connects you to what, um, what, what your purpose is here, what you really want, what makes you thrive. And in order to do that, some self-care, silence, um, forgiveness, self-love, we have, you know, we have tons of things. You know where to find the next step. On the app, we've got tons of stuff for free there. Do a coaching session with one of us. We can help you there too. Um, in the end, I think the biggest one that Victor and I practice often is just learning to say I'm sorry <laughs> and moving forward and knowing that we're not perfect, but we do want to be on this journey together as a couple and with you in the world because I think we all need each other right now. All right, does that sum it up? That was awesome. All right, see you tomorrow.